0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer, and I know it's been a while. I think the last time we had a discussion was back on early, late December, right after I, uh, I think it was December 21st, and I am so sorry, everybody, that um, it's taken me this long to put another pot out there. Um I'm going to say that I was ill. I was sick. Um I was also enjoying my vacation. Um but what also happened is time got a hold of me and um I got COVID unfortunately. Um back in early December, uh, excuse me early January. <laughs> and um and it was a horrible experience which I'm going to talk about today. But um but let's get started and in our theme today and uh, I, we have a lot to talk about so let me get started here and I'm gonna play this first song that many of you may be familiar with. I think I I'm, like this song because it's just a great song to start things off and it, it's a feel-good song and it's an older song, you know So let me play it here. Let me play it.
1: I see trees of green. Right blessed day The dogs say goodnight And I think to myself What a wonderful world The colors of the rainbow So pretty in the sky Are also on the faces
2: What a wonderful world, yeah, yeah, I think to myself,
1: what a wonderful
2: world.
0: a great song, isn't it? Um, I love that song. I mean, you, you, I, I've loved Louis Armstrong um, for a very long time now, and you know, obviously that song um, has been around decades. Um, and just uh, let me see how long that song has been around. That song's been around, well, let's see. Looking up the 1967 maybe maybe um maybe well piasta. who knows right but it's been around a long time <laughs> um yeah let's look a little i'm looking at a little history here what a wonderful world um 1967 right wow that's a long time ago um but it's it's played in movies, it's played in TV, it's played in a lot of different areas, and I, I think I was just list watching the film Nobody, um, and that song was in it, right? So I, if you guys have HBO Max, um, I encourage you guys to to watch that and uh, Nobody. You know, obviously, if you're not familiar with who that is, um, the film, right? it has the gentleman from um, uh, Better Call Sal, right? Let me see, it was made in 2021, yep. Bob Obenkirk, I forget how to pronounce his name, <laughs> but he, he's good, he's good, as you know. Um, but let me let me tell you what's been going on with me since our last get together back in December, right? So, December 20th was officially when my vacation kicked off, right? Um, It was a long time vacation waiting. It was something that, you know, I hadn't taken a vacation since July of uh, 2020, right? Uh, Yeah, July 2020. so it was, it was a long time, um, and finally got a chance to take my vacation, and it corresponds with the school, um, my college that I teach at, where um, they only take a vacation at the end of the year. That's the only time they ever closed, end of December, which was fine. It was the perfect time. Um, my, my wife, you know, she, unfortunately, she was not able to take a vacation at that time, but that's okay. Um, we still got to spend some time together, which was nice and enjoy the holidays. And my daughter was out of school. She didn't have to worry about school or anything. She was on Christmas break for that time being. So it was a nice time, it was quiet, Um, and, you know, we enjoyed it, right? And so first two weeks, you know, I I, I unplugged basically from work, which I encourage anybody to do, right? And But in the most part, I kind of regret it in a sense, and I'll tell you why, okay? Because others, for my work, others have to, you know, watch over my projects, right? Which I have clients that I work with on a regular basis, right? Um, So what ended up happening is that apparently during the time I was on vacation, a couple of my projects um, had new additions assigned to those projects. I'm not sure what was said or done during those times. I'm not sure if Like the people who are watching them said something that they were concerned about my projects as far as their timelines or things that were getting done. So management stepped in and they made some changes, right? One of the changes was they added, um, they kind of in a way replaced me, but I was still on the project. Um, We have like first and second place is on the projects and I was a first but then they put me to a second which is basically like a backup in a way and that really was upsetting to me. They also added others to the team which are pretty normal in the sense that it was kind of the direction the company was going regardless but and I was okay with that. This is not a problem. Um but it was it was one of those situations that um, when I came back, which was very hard because um, I actually on November uh, January third or that week that I was supposed to come back because I I was I came back um, was so supposed to come back the th- um, January third right, which was right when that vacation ended, um, and I'm just looking at the calendar now, right. And it, January 3rd was a Monday. I got really sick, and uh, most likely what happened, this is what I suspect happened, alright? Um, on the 28th of December, which was like a Tuesday, took my daughter and wife, and we went to Knott's Berry Farm, right? We wanted her to enjoy the um, Knott's Merry Farm. And it would have been, honestly, it's been a couple years since we've been there. And um, we wore our masks. Me and my wife are vaccinated, my daughter is not. But she wore a mask. When we got there, it was packed to the gills. I kid you not. And although they say, you know, when you're there, you're supposed to wear your mask many people were not okay there were many people that were not probably anti-vaxxers i don't know what you want to call them people who just don't like to wear masks or who who in my opinion who give a damn about the rest of society who just want to walk around free breathing their their hot sticky breath of covid into your face right and you know i guess you could say we we understand that we understood it was a risk right um and it was, right? And um we wore our masks and but but we had to leave probably within an hour because my daughter, who's nine by the way, she was eight at the time, does not like big crowds, right? She absolutely hates it when she cannot move around, she cannot enjoy the rides, and many of the rides there were probably like an hour wait. And she was not gonna put up with that. Even sitting down somewhere was gonna be a problem because we, um, you know, because, and even getting lunch there, everything was busy, right? Everything was busy. And so, we just, she just wanted to leave. She started to cry, she started to get upset. And um, and we just decided to leave, right? And it's fine. I mean, we've, that's happened to us before in the past, where we just have to leave, you know, unfortunately. And so we left. We went to Chick-fil-A. Again, we were wearing our masks. Very busy there. I mean, lots of people. And, and I can understand because it was Christmas vacation for lots of people right? I mean, that's just the time that kids are out of school. Um, we did our best and we tried to enjoy it. I'm thinking that's kind of where we got it from. I or One of those places. Um, we're very careful within the stores and things of that nature to wear a mask, to keep our distance. And in this day and age, I mean, it, it's there's no guarantee that we will not get COVID as much as we try, right? It's it's It's... It's impossible to prevent. We can just do our best. But, so that's what suspects. I We probably got it around that time because around that was the 28th of December. And then January 3rd is when, or, or early that weekend, that following weekend, which was around, I, I remember, I believe the 31st and the 1st. I was okay. I felt great. We celebrated New Year's. Um, you know i wasn't sick i felt everything was good i think i did some normal things i went walking around and i went and did my exercise in the park which there's nobody there and i was fine i was fine come probably i think it was sunday the 2nd of january i just felt bad i was feeling bad i was like i don't know what was wrong it just it just hit me like a ton of bricks i i i Felt like I had the flu I started throwing up right and I and we had medicine I took some medicine that didn't stay down very long I threw that up and and then I just felt really fatigued really tired Um, and I laid down and I, I rested and I don't know how long I was in sleep I really don't even remember remember my sister who was there to support us and be there and bring food and anything we needed, she was concerned because she had stated that, you know, she does, She remembers that she couldn't get in contact with me and my wife. It was just my daughter and us here. And she was really scared that something had happened to us. We were, me and her, and I don't even remember my wife being sick. I know she is and was, um, but she was probably in bed the same as I was. And uh, my daughter was fine. She's healthy, thank goodness. And um, and I I just remember being in bed, and I, I remember cradling the toilet at one point and throwing up and going back to sleep. And I don't remember eating much. And then slowly but surely, um, what I do remember is I remember good friends of ours. Um, he he who lives in um, he lives quite far from us actually. He live probably lives like forty miles away. But he was in the neighborhood. And it was also um, it was also around my daughter's birthday because my daughter's birthday was on the 5th of January, right? And me and my wife were sick, right? I was pretty much sick throughout the whole week from January 3rd all the way until the 7th. And I went back to work um, on uh, the following week, which was, I think it was like the, the 10th of January. I think I forget. I even during the period of that time, I did have a class during that, and I did teach a class. But I, to be honest, I really don't remember. I do remember calling the school saying I was going to be sick, and I was, and I, I, thank goodness, I did tell them that, you know. But, um, but other than that, I, um, I don't remember. Yeah. You know? You know, so it's it's really weird because now what I experience is I, I experience what's called like memory fog or brain fog. I do still have some fatigue. Um, I have started exercising again, going to the park and, and doing my exercise and um You know, and I do feel out of breath at times, right? When I try to run, right? And it's just strange. I, I just don't feel myself right now. I, I feel, I, I don't know, it's kind of hard. I feel like I can't get back up to speed and... Even though I am starting to go, I am working again. I am taking meeting calls. It's, it's strange. I, I don't know what's going on. But I am hopefully getting back to where I was before. What's interesting is that, you know, my eyes have been awakened to this situation. About what people have been struggling with. Um, Because sometimes, you know, we tend to take things for granted when it doesn't happen to us. Not Not that I wish this to happen to anybody. Of course not. I don't. I don't want anybody to get sick and get COVID or even die or whatnot. But it's one of those situations where I can somewhat understand what people have been going through for this last almost two years now. And many people have lost their lives. And I can only imagine that if thank goodness I wasn't hospitalized, put on a ventilator. Because if I was, I you don't know if you're gonna come back. You really don't. And that's scary. That is really scary. Um but it did open to my eyes to my career, my my family to me being here to my priorities and, and to 2022 and my priorities are changing and I see things differently in a different perspective and my wife, she's going back to work and I, I, in a way, I fear for her because she works in a physical place with people that they actually have had a lot of cases of COVID. Uh, my wife could have gotten COVID from her workplace for all I know, right? And she's, regardless if she's vaccinated, there's there's no guarantee that you can't get it. Of course you can. And pe- people have gotten it. Thank goodness because, you know, my wife is not older, She's not old, but she's older. And, you know, you don't want anything to happen to her unexpectedly, right? Um, During that process of us getting sick, you know, my daughter was in our household, so she was potentially sick, and I think she tested negative. Me and my wife tested positive. And so what happened with my daughter is that, you know, obviously they don't want to let kids back into school yet when they've been so close to um, a parent or somebody who had COVID. So what ended up they doing is that I think it was the second, they said, yeah, because of the second, we we got sick on the 2nd of January, right? 10 days past that, usually 10 days past that, And then they come back 10 days after that 10 days. So she's actually scheduled to go back to school this Monday. I know she's missed it. She's missed a lot. I mean, that's like three weeks. That's a long time. And I feel bad. There's work that she's done remotely. But this is a hard situation, you know. I pray this doesn't happen to us again. Um but even in today's culture people are not wearing masks anymore. People are throwing them away. Some many people are me, me and my wife we do wear a mask still of course wherever we go in the store uh anywhere right we do wear it. And we will continue to wear them, right? So what does this year look like for for myself? Well, one of the new perspectives is that I'm going to start looking, not because I'm unhappy in no way. I may be starting to look for new positions, new opportunities and see what's out there. Um, Because, you know, right now in our country, we are going through what's called the Great Resignation, where people are looking for better opportunities, better more money, better working conditions, better bosses, better co-workers. And although... Nothing is perfect in the workplace. Wherever you go, you're going to find um, the situations are not always going to be perfect. And I don't expect perfection. But it would be nice to maybe make some more money. Um, it would be nice to get a a, a better opportunity, maybe a, a management role. And it's perfectly within my reach to do that. For those of you who don't know me, um, I mean, I do have a master's in business administration. I do have years of experience in, in finance, working in credit unions, working in projects. And I was even considering, and I still do consider it, um, taking some courses in project management. So maybe I can even get my PMI, which is my project management or PMP, project management certification, right? So that I can you know become a, an actual project manager project manager one day, right? I actually like that role. Um, I like being a part of that role. I like working with clients. Um, It's a good experience. And so um, we'll see what happens. Only time will tell. I'm patient, but I am not that patient. (laughs) Um, And I will continue to, you know, work towards this year and make it better. You know, that's all we can all ask, right? Um, So... Let's 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 change the subject a little bit. I'll probably come back to it, but let me change the subject to it. So, you know, during the time of you know vacation, um, with my wife, it was a very nice experience in the sense that you know, of course, I love being with my wife, love being with my family, but I had the opportunity to spend a little more time with them, um, being at home and just relaxing and 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 recharging, right? Despite the fact that I got sick, I still enjoyed that time with them. And during this time, you know, we, we some of the things we like to enjoy is food, <laughs> eating. Uh, we like to go places. Um, you know, we like to, you know, watch Netflix and binge, binge watch. Um, and one of the shows that we kind of binge watched and we've been watching because it's such a great show on Netflix. If you're, you may not like telenovelas type programming, but we are watching this, um, this one on Netflix called the queen of flow, la reina del flow. And, um, and it's just a great story. And my wife originally watched the first portion a couple of years back and, um, and she tried to get me interested in it. And at first, I wasn't interested. You know, it's like, oh, no. She's like, this is a great show. We should watch it. And I think the first season came out in 2018. Second season came out last year. And we watched the whole season. And one of the things that I really loved about that show was the music, right? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a show based on music. It's, a, it's really the premise of the show is about There's a young woman, um, a young girl who, you know, who is, I think she's like 16 at the time and she's a songwriter and her name is Jamie Montoya and she is the queen of flow. And basically what happened is that she met, uh, she had a group of friends and one of the group of friends, his name was Wancho and the other one was, um, Charlie, right? And Charlie Flo, that's what they call him. And um, so Charlie, you know, he was kind of, he was a bad boy in a sense, where he had an uncle, and I won't spoil the plot for you or, or any of the main points, but he had an uncle um, who was, he was like a, a narco right basically he sold drugs and he was a, a bad guy and he got his nephew that was his nephew he got his nephew involved and basically um uh, jamie witnessed some things that he had done and he charlie flo had told his uncle and his uncle um sorry i don't know the made answer a, to this one. made it a possible um that they were going to go to New York because, you know, they were going to sign a a record deal or they're trying to. So what Charlie ended up doing is that he took a suitcase that was given to him by his uncle, packed with drugs, right? Cocaine. And then when Jamie and Wancho and Charlie got to the United States, New York, obviously they're going to check your bag. And they did, and they found the the cocaine in Jamie's bag, right? They sent her to prison for 17 years. In the meantime, Charlie stole all her songs, which is the Queen of Flows songs, her book of songs. And he went to the meeting with the producers in the record company. They loved how he looked, they loved how he sounded. he had a book of songs, and yeah, basically, long story short, they make making him a big star, right? And eventually, Jamie gets out of prison, and she seeks her revenge, right? And she really messes this guy's life up, and, and, and with good reason, in a sense, but it's kind of like you feel bad for the guy, too. Um, and the two seasons, it's kind of about how, you know, the first season's really about Jamie, how she gets her revenge, right? to get back at Charlie. Second season is more about how Charlie, you know, he gets put in prison eventually. He comes out and tries to rebuild his relationships with her and the daughter and other people and rebuild his life, basically, and how hard it was. So it's a great story. Um, Let me play one of the songs that I really got attached to. I think you'll like it. Some of you who are not Spanish-speaking may not understand the lyrics. I am not a Spanish speaker, but I do like the sound of it. So let me play it for you.
2: No sé lo que se te aparece No me perdones porque lo mereces Y si te hice daño yo fui un inconsciente Toda la vida lo tendré presente Baby, yo voy a
0: Right, so you kind of get an idea what that song is Queen of flow or la reina del flow is on, obviously on Netflix right now so I'd say check it out you guys and it's a good show and I think you'll get attached to it a lot of the um it's a Colombian show um, a lot of the Colombian shows novellas are actually pretty good so um, there's another one where um, we've watched before it's called La Nina Um there's other ones called, uh, we just finished one and I'll have to get the name of it. Let's see here. <laughs> I forget the name. Um, but watch it and I think you'll enjoy it. Right. They're, they're just great shows to watch and they're, they're so in a way, I mean, addicting in a way because of their stories. Um, and because of how they write those stories. Um, I I think you would enjoy it, anyways. But um, I have another song that I'm gonna play a little bit later. It's another song. There's so many. They have like forty songs from this series, um, from this show. So there's a lot of music involved. Um, because that's really what it's about too. It's about how Jamie, the Queen of Flow, is just a great songwriter, and she writes all the time. She can she can write a spit out a song like within minutes and she can create a, a hit and she's just a very talented woman. And you just kind of get so entrenched in the characters lives. And, um, it, it's just a good thing. It's a good show. But anyways, um, those are one of some of the things that we enjoyed watching and we enjoyed watching movies. The other, the other show that we loved, loved, loved is uh, Cobra Kai and, uh, watching that latest, um, series and epi- uh series uh season excuse me <laughs> and that was awesome we watched that I think that came out on the 31st of um, December and I watched that whole thing like because there's only like I think 10 episodes there's not too many um but it does open the door for season five which I believe they have already taped and recorded I don't know when they're going to show that it's probably going to be end of this year Or early next year sometime. That's typically when they like to do it. Um, But that's awesome, you know, to watch that show, Cobra Kai. I I encourage you guys to watch that one too. Um, We'll see what happens. We'll see, you know. Um, So what's going on today, right? Just, you know, getting back into the swing of things, I... As many of you know, I I write or I've written a book and I'm editing it. I haven't edited that book probably in a few weeks because of my sickness and because I've been trying to take a break. And and I think I've been going through a little bit of, um, in a way, like writer's block. Because when I go to edit it, the the motivation to edit is just not there. And it's not because I don't care about the book or the characters. I'm just, I feel tired, to be honest with you. I've been writing this book. For a few years now, and it's a, for those of you who don't know, it's it's like a, a book that has a pandemic storyline in it. But it wasn't, it was well before COVID and all that. It's just something I thought of myself, right? And part of it was involved in probably other influences of things I've watched, like movies, like the movie Outbreak and other films where I got ideas from it. But in my book, there's no monkey. <laughs> there's no monkey there. Uh, it it it's just interesting. Let me tell you a little bit about the storyline. Um, and this is very rough because I I again I don't I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who one day hopefully will read it. Um, but this is what it's about. Okay, it's a main character. There's two main characters. All right. Their name is uh, Jack and Penny. Right and jack is a doctor he works out of or he's a doctor out of uh in, lives in Oregon Astoria Oregon and he uh, he's a doctor surgeon and penny is like a she's like a physician assistant but what happens is that jack becomes very sick right he ha- he develops a mysterious illness and he doesn't know what's wrong at first. He, he really doesn't. And he goes and gets help. And he starts developing um, lesions and boils. And he starts feeling like the symptoms that many of us feel. Like illness, flu-like. Uh, and he starts to go see a doctor. And they don't... At first, They don't they don't know. Really, doctors don't know what's wrong with them. They think maybe he just has an illness. But mysterious things start happening. Like his dog... Suddenly passes away, and he his dog develops a, a serious illness and, and de- quickly dies. And then his one of his closest friends dies. Um, the thing is, the manifestation of what happens to their bodies um, to uh, what this disease does to them. Right? He's going through it, but he's still alive. Um, eventually, the person, the the other friend who is also a doctor, who dies. Um, she has an assistant who is Penny, right? Penny also, you know, she becomes involved in the story. Now, she doesn't really get sick, um, but what happens is their paths cross, and she ends up following Jack along the way to help him. And eventually they fall in love and all that, you know. Um, I know it seemed pretty cliche, but they're just kind of going through the story of of what Jack and Penny go through in their journey together. And then eventually they soon to discover who and what is causing them this sickness. And and it's just, it turns into a worldwide pandemic, right? And then eventually um, there's along the storyline, what happens to Jack and Penny, um, you know, and how they get better in time and it's just, just a story that I. am not tired of writing because I'm not. I guess I just want it to be really completed so I can work to publish it and get an agent, hopefully, or do it or publish it online. Who knows, right? It's a very long book. It's over like three hundred pages, so um, it's a lot. It's it's a labor of love that I've been focused on for quite some time. I've edited I think this is the third time I'm editing it. So the book is dwindling down. But I think what ends up, what ended up happening where I left off last time is I just felt really tired. And I, I and usually most of the times I write or edit, I should say, are usually on the weekends, Friday nights. And I spend a couple hours doing that. And, um, and then I, you know, take it from there and I just leave it alone. And then when I, when I finish editing it, I put it away for like a week or two. And then I go back, to, go back to edit it again to fine-tune it further. It's a long process. It's tedious. And most people will probably give up by now. And most people do, probably. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm wishing that it turns out to the best. And I hope it will. And I hope it becomes something one day you know, in the sense of uh, an actual book that people will want to read, you know. I don't know, honestly, how much people would want to read a pandemic book today because of what everyone's going through, but I hope one day people will, you know, obviously. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens, right? Um, let me play this next song for you guys, and hopefully it's, it's still part of la reina de flow or queen of flow so this one is a little bit more about how charlie is singing it and he's trying to say he's sorry perdona that's what the song is called right hopefully you enjoy it and i know you may not for those of who, you who are not spanish speakers you may not know the lyrics but i encourage you guys to listen to them because it's pretty catchy and even maybe go on online and uh, get the lyrics to what they mean okay
2: El nuestro, dime que no es verdad. Que tú piensas en mis besos, que no quieres olvidar. Como le digo a mi recuerdo, que no te piense más. Como le explico a mi cuerpo, que no te vuelva a tocar. Traicioné tu confianza, lady. Acabé con tu vida, baby. Fui todo un idiota, no te. Pas una noche conmigo, volemos juntitos, me entregas tú, que volvamos al sitio donde esa noche nos besamos, baby. Yo sé que tú quieres volver, perdóname. Si te digo la verdad, me equivoqué. Si quieres volver a hablar.
0: So perdoname, really what that word means is just forgive me, right? It's a song about forgiveness, right? Um, If you you watch that show, you're going to see why. (laughs) Because of how much forgiveness is needed in the show from all parties. It's not just one man or one woman. It's really from everybody because everybody treated everybody like crap sometimes. And, uh, you know, I'll give you one character like Wancho, right? Wancho uh, you know, One Show is one of those that he just loves to fight people, in my opinion. And um, Charlie Flo, which I'm not saying he's not without his faults. He was. And But he tried to, the second season, he tried to ask for forgiveness. And a lot of people didn't want to forgive him because he had done a lot of damage to a lot of people. Um, he Basically, what he did is he sold songs. He stole them. And he made uh, millions of dollars off of them. And he became rich and famous. And... And, you know, eventually, I'm not going to spoil the end, but you'll see it. I encourage you guys to watch it, right? So, but other than that, hopefully everyone is out there enjoying this 2022 and looking to the positiveness of what's going on today. Um, I know it's hard not to, I, I know it's hard to be positive sometimes, but just try to be positive and know that... Hopefully things are going to get better. We're in this together, right, everybody? COVID, pandemic. My wife says this is new world order, people trying to control us. And that's part of a the theme in my book is about how the mystery of control and what people are trying to do, especially today. Where people are taking advantage of the situation because they know people are at home, people are afraid, people are sick, people are dying, and they want to take advantage of that. And there's many, many companies out there who have, right? I mean, they're they're profiting off off the misery of the people today, you know, companies wise, who who know that you're stuck at home and who live off the fact that you stick you're stuck at home afraid and don't want to go out, like Big tech, I'm sorry to say, you know, like companies who are making money off deliveries and getting money uh, to have things delivered to your door, they're making money off of us that way, right? I prefer I'll go to the drive-thru still. I don't care. I'll go into the restaurant. I don't give a damn. I'll do those things. I don't need DoorDash or, or Uber Eats or any of those to deliver to my door. I can get off my ass and get it myself, okay? I don't need them. To, to charge me a ten dollar fee and then I have to give a a, a tip to somebody who I, I get it. They, they I'm sure they deserve it. They're just trying to survive and make money. And I've actually worked in those jobs before as far as Ubers and Lyfts and all that. So I understand the tipping is important. But I I, I I'm not gonna make some you know somebody, some multi billionaire even richer, you know? Um, During this pandemic, we've actually made the world a lot richer in the sense of those who are billionaires. We've actually increased their wealth. Where's our wealth, everybody? Are we richer? No, many people are poorer. Many people are left without what they really need because they're stuck. And that is really the perspective that I've seen is that just the big, you know, what – What people are trying to do is just trying to control you. And I'm not saying that, you know, we have to get mad and go do and destroy things and and do things like that. What I'm saying is that we have to open our eyes. We have to wake up to what the world is trying to do to cover us and to try to make us believe that, you know, uh, you just need to listen to them and and trust their advice, you know, and, and, and you'll be safe. No, 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 no. Do not just follow things blindly. But you know what? One thing we have to be more at, better at is just being kinder to one another. Being kinder during this situation. And obviously right now, th- not a lot of kindness is going around right now. Actually, a lot of bad behavior, people stealing, people killing, homicides, especially in Los Angeles have increased to, to to great proportions, right? I think it's it's been like they've increased by like forty percent in the the, in the county of Los Angeles, probably around the country, right? Um, so we're not gonna take it anymore, right? We're not gonna take it, you know. So and I don't think anybody should take it. Let's open our eyes, people, to see what the world is doing. My wife says it's a new world order. The Illuminati. I don't know. Uh, I I can run a check here. I'm going to do something. Is the Illuminati... pandemic. Okay, let me see here. I put in Illuminati and just COVID. And then I saw some article that said coronavirus, the Illuminati and the Chinese deadly blow. And so like COVID-19 is a Chinese virus deliberately let upon the world, which the Illuminati wants to use as a deadly blow to execute their one, wo- one government agenda. The problem is that the level of fear the Illuminati leadership wanted to strike through the rampant death has backfired. Two things are responsible for the backfire. First is the news of the Chinese complicity in the leakage of the virus, which came out early. Secondly, the owner of Microsoft, Bill Gates, has quick to advertise this his vaccine as a probable solution to the pandemic, two quick moves which I contribute to the hand of God, blew the cover Illuminati's grand plan to cage the world. Now, I don't know who writes this stuff. It's an opinion, right? Um, is it true? I don't know. I really don't know. And, and there's a lot out there. I'm looking online and um, saying the Illuminati planned the pandemic. Who knows? Who knows? I do know that God's in control. God is in control. He's in control of this world. He's in control of what's happening to us. He's in control of everything. And we have to continue to to trust that and believe that. And there's a reason of what's going on today. And we must not forget that. Let me read today's devotional, which is from last year, but it's Patience. And this is from Strength for Today by David Jeremiah. So I'm going to read this devotional. And it's from Genesis forty twenty three. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph but forgot him. After a decade of slavery and imprisonment, Joseph thought he had found the ticket out of prison when he befriended Pharaoh's chief butler. But the butler forgot about him and Joseph languished in prison for two more years. How awful to have a glimmer of hope that doesn't materialize or that seems delayed in his fulfillment. The Bible doesn't tell us about doesn't tell us about Joseph's mood or morale during those months. Joseph wasn't perfect or sinless, so he must have been troubled by the delay. But as we read this story, we come away with the sense of his persevering strength, faith. Nothing negative is said in the scripture about Joseph, and there's no indication he fell into the trap of self-pity or grumbling. Grumbling is a particularly offensive sin before God. The Israelites grumbled and murmured and complained every step of the way from Egypt to the Promised Land, incurring God's wrath. James 5, nine says, Do not grumble against one another. Jade 16 warns about those who are grumblers, complainers, walking accordingly to their own lusts. God longs to walk with, to work within us so that may we obtain his quality of patience, the ability to handle delays with grace and gratitude, not with griping and grumbling, right? Obviously, there's a lot of grumbling in the world today, right? Especially in our own country, where we are supposed to be, and I believe we are still, don't get me wrong, a a, a Christian nation, so to speak, right? A, a nation built on Christian beliefs. But um, what's amazing to me is that have Christians failed the people today as far as being good representations? And I'm not trying to knock or put down Christians because I am a Christian. I am a believer in Jesus. But And maybe i'm not perfect myself but it seems like many times those groups of people who are christians whether churches or groups or have not been the best examples for society especially in our country in the united states um why is that because of the hypocrisy that they display at times towards other people about the grumbling about the complaining about the defiance about A lot of things that they act and do that go against God, you know. Do I agree that churches were shut down um, for a short time um, during the pandemic? Yes and no. I agree that it wasn't, you know, nobody wants to see things shut down like a church because that's a place of faith. But being that I completely now have a better understanding of COVID and the pandemic, I agree that people were putting each other at risks. And I'm sure a lot of people ended up dying prematurely due to COVID by being in in a church packed with people getting sick and dying. Now, did those people go to heaven? Yeah, they did. If they're true believers, they went to heaven and they're with Jesus now. Is that the way I would want to go? Probably not. Did many of those people have families? I'm sure they did. Um, it's it, you know I'm sure many of them were young. Many of them had kids. Many of them had wives or spouses. Um, d- do you think they wanted to die early and leave them behind? I don't think so. But are they with Jesus? Yes, they are. Um, does it matter what age somebody dies? No. but And you, you felt that pause because if I was 75 years old and I lived a long life already and I died of COVID, you know do i want to die like that no do i want to be in a hospital bed do i want to have a ventilator hooked up to me and then die in that fashion at 75 years old or at that late in life probably not but am i gonna to go to jesus yes i am um did i live a life yes i did you know um what's what's sad is that when you see younger people die and regardless of anybody dying from COVID or the pandemic it's especially the younger people that really make it hard to see that, especially those who say they died of like twenty-two years old, um, and then there's the big debate. Well, that person was overweight. They had pre-existing conditions. They yeah. Does that make it right that they deserve that? Like they deserve to die, uh, of COVID at at this point at that young age? No, no. They should have lived. They should have survived, right? But they're not. The hard thing is, for those of you who don't believe in Jesus, who don't believe in God or don't believe in religion, you know, and it's hard to say this, if you were to die today without God or Jesus, where would you go? Unfortunately, many would go to hell. If you, and I know some of you may not believe in hell. Some of you may not believe that it exists. I believe in hell. I believe it exists. Do I want to go there? Absolutely not. Do I want other people to to go to heaven and live in eternity? Yes. It's hard because, you know, I'll be honest. for, For the time of the pandemic, I haven't been to a church. I've watched online. Maybe God's angry with me. I know maybe deep down God wants me to go back to church and be in his home and be there. And I'm sure it's safe, you know but it's hard to say now because it's hard to say if if you know what I'm carrying am I carrying the virus am I exposing other people that I may not know about um, I don't know it's pretty scary because now that COVID kind of lives in us and it's going to live in us for a while it's kind of scary to know what's going to happen but regardless as many of you can see I, I i we we had a great discussion today talked a lot about what I've gone through what and and with my illness and work and you know teaching and and getting back to 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 normal life and how this stopped me. I look forward to this year I don't know what's gonna come i I hope for good things. Obviously, I don't look for hardships um but I look to build new friendships, and I'm thankful for those people who were supportive of me, especially my my daughter's close friends who were there and um the good, one good thing is that you know which i'm I'm thankful for you know some of you may think I'm crazy for this, but on the t- Martin Luther King day, my daughter actually went to Disneyland with her friends and she spent the day there, and she had a fantastic time. And although that park was probably packed, she's okay. She's healthy. She's strong, um, and she got to enjoy something that she doesn't get to enjoy all the time. And personally, I probably won't go to a theme park in a while, um, but who knows, right? Who knows? Um, I don't want that to happen to me again. But um, we'll see what happens, right? All right. So let me um, let me end with our theme song here. and thinking about what a wonderful world, right?
1: pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people going by I see pretty. What a wonderful world Yes, I think to myself
0: let's try to remember what a wonderful world we live in still to certain degrees, although it's not easy. I believe this is part of God's plan, although it's not easy to say that because nobody wants to live in this misery of COVID and fear and death, but it is possible for us to thrive and do good things and just open our eyes to see what's going on. Thank you for all for joining me on this another talk with Joe Meyer. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with all of you. God bless all of you. Be safe. Wear a mask. Protect yourself. And let's make 2022 a wonderful year for all. God bless everybody. Thank you.